here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Shake Them Ropes, episode 158. Rob McCarron here. We're joined by Jeff Hawkins shortly, as well as a couple of guests today. And the end of the show, don't get mad at us. We were short on time. We will do it next week. It's Shake Them Ropes, episode 158. Rob McCarron. Hashtag authority. Hashtag Steph Bouncy. Hashtag Smackdown 15. Jeff Hawkins. You done digging that hole? You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Dance on your grave, dirt sheet writer. I think with me, what you see is what you get. But some people don't like what they see. Buddy Ryan. If you don't want responsibility, don't sit in the big chair. To be successful, you must accept full responsibility at Summit. Today on Shake Them Ropes, we're joined by Sean Ross Sapp, a guest actually coming back. Also, our top 100 match to see before you die, Ric Flair versus Sting from Clash of the Champions 1. Joining me as always, Rob McCarron. Rob, got a question for you. Should I have been as, I wouldn't say irrationally angry, and I'm not sure angry is the proper word here, but I felt like after last night's Raw, that was nothing but a three-hour diversionary tactic. Am I justified what, in feeling well, that's, that? What, that's what every Raw is in between pay-per-views now. We've we've gone over this. They okay. have they have three hours to fill. They're not pushing ahead stories. You, the the story going into Raw will be the same story when you leave Raw, but they still have to do something on that Raw. So, okay. So what we had last night was, well, we'll tease that we're going to change the main event. <laughs> we'll give you this one match. We'll give you this other match where things could change. But at the end of the day, everything stays the same. They've done this multiple times before right. where they run. You have your storyline from pay-per-view to pay-per-view. This one happens to be we're leading into battleground where the shield guys are going up against each other. Mm-hmm. But you also have your storylines from the start of the show to the end of the show. Okay. And and that's what last night was where we, uh, in a way, they they didn't necessarily continue the John Cena, AJ Styles program but they did do stuff for it so yeah we didn't have a lot of continuation yeah it was just one of those things i'm watching them going yeah i get what they were doing here and i get that it was to kind of get away from the roman reigns suspension they're gonna mention it and then they're going to like fling something shiny like like a cat and oh look over here okay here we go and then it's like I like it to any other television show, and I've used a specific example in my Raw review of they give you the trailer for next week, and it's this giant battle. And it turns out all those scenes are in a flashback or a dream sequence. And then the end of the episode, it's still the two armies just staring at each other. (laughs) Yeah, there was, uh, I mean, I just, I honestly had no motivation to talk about anything from that Raw. Like, this is what we do, because uh, we're, we're recording this show now Tuesday, before SmackDown mm-hmm. uh, is taped. We are recording this after the Monday Night Raw, but we talked to Sean. Sean will be on the show later, but we talked to him yesterday. Right. We talked to him before Raw, and one of his big questions was, and the interview won't be, you know, 
the half hour we spent with Sean Sapp won't be out of uh, continuity or out of context because we only briefly mentioned the Roman Reigns thing. He only briefly mentions the Roman Reigns thing, and he wanted to see what they were going to do about it, if anything. Right. And I think a lot of people out there were, you know, separating the suspension of the man who plays Roman Reigns versus the on-screen character of Roman Reigns. And then after all, we uh, we did get some mentioning of the Roman Reigns suspension. But we we talked to Sean yesterday. Uh, we actually have another guest on the show that will be at the very end because uh, oh. this is an interview I uh, conducted due to time restraints much earlier today when you were still at the shoot job, mm. Jeff Hawkins. Uh, that came together quickly, and it was with Gabe Sapolsky. Oh, nice. Of WWN Live, who's, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Gabe Sapolsky, he runs Evolve Wrestling. He's the booker. He's the VP of WWN Live, the parent company. And they're the ones heavily involved with the uh, talent partnership with NXT. Johnny Gargano, Tomasa Ciampa, Tony Nese. A lot of the guys you're going to see in the Cruiserweight Classic went through Evolve Wrestling and, and the uh, Evolve Wrestling color schemes, the same as the Cruiserweight Classic, all that. So I thought... It might be fun to have Gabe on this month uh, as we get closer and closer to the Cruiserweight Classic. So that interview will happen at the very end of the show um, because it wasn't very good. Okay. Well, what did you think of uh, the way they handled the suspension on and it, air and as, what, as a tactic? And I should say it wasn't very it wasn't very good, but not because of, uh, of Gabe you? or anything. No, mostly because of me. Uh, the phone <laughs> line wasn't the best. And, uh, you know, in our hastily put together interview i may not have had the best questions to ask and i'm thinking like after i get off the phone with gabe oh i should have asked that i should have asked that i should have asked that you should have told him how much hawkins loves evolve yeah, now i know i yeah. know hey you're getting well it's no surprise to him hey you guys know you're growing and you have more fans they know okay. they're, se they're selling out business uh buildings that they weren't selling out before and doing uh, quite a bit better so yeah gabe will be at the very end and we'll be joined uh shortly by sean ross sap the stuff uh, we talked about with him uh, covers a whole lot of stuff. The Twitter question of the week segment also happens with Sean Ross Sapp. We go into some Twitter questions for all three of us, so that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, the Roman Reigns suspension, I guess I wasn't too surprised because, I mean, I just didn't think they were going to ignore him for a month. I right. thought that was likely, but I didn't, I mean, not not likely, but I thought that was a possibility. What do uh, you think of the tactic? That was weird. I thought yeah. it was weird. I mean, it really was because obviously, you know, Seth Rollins goes out there as the bad guy thinking that the crowd will kind of support Roman Reigns and that they'll miss Roman Reigns for yeah. a month. No, no. They're like, yeah, you're you're right, <laughs> Seth. We should cheer you more than this guy who's cheating to get ahead. They <laughs> allegedly. Oh, I, I, I posited last night on my Twitter. They actually thought people were going to boo Seth Rollins for threatening to take Roman Reigns out of the triple threat. Right. But even more than that, Jeff, where they were playing with fire was the fact that they had Dean Ambrose come out and yeah. somewhat support <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> Everyone makes them say, and they, and there were a few booing him. Like, what are you doing? Rob, I know it's not a day that goes by that someone I know accidentally trips, falls and fails a drug policy. I, I mean, I mean, it just, it just happens. It's there. Mistakes happen. Mistakes happen. And then you had Dean Ambrose in the position where he had to go out and be like, no, Roman Reigns should stay in this triple threat match, which in a way, you know, he's a fighting champion. He was the one who wanted to fight both Seth and Roman on the same show in the first place. So that makes sense. But he's out there like, no, we shouldn't add any other people. We should have Roman Reigns in the match, blah, blah, blah. 
It was it was an all around weird segment, but they did do what they set out to do, and that was mention why Roman Reigns won't be on TV for the next couple of weeks, for the next few weeks of television. So I guess they have that accomplishment, and now they can kind of go on without actually mentioning Roman Reigns because it's set. It's going to be a triple threat match. We had we had the matches last night on Raw to possibly add AJ Styles to possibly add John Cena, and they did, were not successful for those two guys, and we're probably going to get another match between them, and uh, we are seeing. In the case of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, we are seeing these matches being built up as it's possible they will be the last time they get to wrestle each other. So it could be the last time AJ Styles and John Cena wrestle. It could be the last time Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens wrestle because in a month, they may not be on the same show. Yeah. We also had we also had podiums on the stage that, to, I mean, I didn't watch the whole show, but were they used at all? No, they uh, no, and they, they kind of did this last week, although they were used. They're kind of uh, Chekhov's podiums. We have them on there and they never use them in the third act. It's kind of, it's, it's a little bit, it's to tell you that this draft is coming. I thought. Yeah. Um, It's like having the Christmas presents on the Christmas show, right? It doesn't necessarily mean they have to be used, but there's decoration. It's, you know, having the British phone booth up there when they're in (laughs) England. Uh, I don't know what they're going to use now. The next time they go to England, I don't know. A map with every single country broken apart. (laughs) You can reach Rob at Shake Them Ropes, all one word. Reach me at Shake Them Ropes. I want to thank everyone for the last couple of months. I, if you've noticed on the podcast, we've been sponsored by some uh, by some great companies over the last uh, several weeks. And I want to thank everyone who has checked out our sponsors on the various shows, Casper Mattress, Mac Weldon. Um, we, we're not just taking advertisers and, uh, you know, spewing them out to you without believing they're great. As we talked about with Casper mattress, we know people who have used them and they're, they're cheaper than regular mattresses because there's no middleman with Casper. You're not going to a store and you have to pay the retail cost plus the mattress cost. You go right to the manufacturer. You're great. So we believe in this stuff and we thank you for going and checking out the sponsors. Uh, we also want to let you know about our Amazon affiliate link. If you go and shop on Amazon, go through voices of slash Amazon. You can support the show with uh, your Amazon purchases. There's no extra cost. Voicesofwrestling.com slash Amazon. Anything you go up there and buy through Amazon, do your shopping just like normal. Your purchases will help support this show. So thank you all for doing that. Jeff, uh, what's mm. uh, you wanted to mention something about Xavier Woods. We talked about this a little bit. Xavier Woods, the Wyatt family, the New Day, they're feuding. They're going nuts. And you wanted to talk about the possession of Xavier Woods. Oh, man. I, it, well, last week we didn't mention it at all. Well, because I, I was, didn't think I didn't think much of it. I thought it was just a little silly thing I, Xavier was doing. No, I think it's real. Oh, I think I think this is the second week. I think they're doing a hypnosis angle or a possession angle with Xavier Woods. And it's it's a <laughs> long con. After the draft, Xavier will be left alone. He'll be drafted away from the New Day, and all of a sudden, he's a Wyatt family member. Like, well, well, the New Day must save Xavier Woods from the control oh, God. of Ray Wyatt. It's Papa Shango. It well, really no. is. And Xavier was the perfect guy because what is this? It's a video game. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's towing that wrestle crap line if it's done works. Like like week one, it was, or last week it was bad. This week it wasn't too bad. It was it was Xavier being very wary of Bray Wyatt. But last week it was, I'm drawn to his call and I must go. And I'm just like, oh man, come what on. A, what a weird angle to have for your tag team champions right now too. A, a three-on-three trios feud. When you have all these other tag teams doing nothing, you got Enzo and Big Cass kind of acting like the tag team champions in a way, which they did this in NXT at times too. They would just wrestle matches for no meaning. 
mm-hmm. going out there as if they were the tag team champions. And here they have local competitors on Raw last week. People want to sing the hits. Yeah, they do. I, are we I already the, to the Are we already to the phase though, where Enzo and Cass are only out there to pop the crowd with their entrance? Yes, I think we are. I think we almost are because, well, no, because they want to see the double team moves and they want to see the hot tag, and and they they have that we're in the we're in the phase where they have a formula and they're going to stick with it. I think that's more of it. Much like the New Age Outlaws, I call them the modern day New Age Outlaws. Well, they are for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I did like the micro steps that Titus and Becky took as, as I kind of praised them last week as well. Um, to well, at least, at least Becky was aggressive. Yeah, she yeah. went out after Natalia. She wasn't waiting to get beaten up this time by somebody. She went out there and actually tried to do something, so good mm-hmm. for her. And Titus did the same. Yeah, no, Titus is great. I love Titus. I'm a big fan of Titus O'Neil. But uh, that's raw. <laughs> that, that's basically, I mean, I, I watched, you know, parts of the show and then I went back and watched the highlights. I was going to rewatch the entire show, but I'm like, I just, I, I had no motivation to talk about anything from it. Anything. Mm, yeah. Like one bit, even, even as hot takey as you can get on the Roman Reigns uh, angle with them actually talking about the suspension. I just, I, I didn't want to mention anything from it. This is why it was so hard to review it. I'm just like, okay, I'm feeling like I'm being unnecessarily... Not bitter, but just critical. And but at the I, same time, even, at the same time, how many words can I right. write to say nothing happened? Nothing happened on this show. And that's not even to say that Raw sucked because no. I there was there was okay stuff on it. There was enjoyable stuff on it. The matches there were. I mean, obviously AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose. The actual wrestling product was fine. It's just in that main event segment, the audience was already ahead of everybody. They knew what was going to happen. Yeah, because it had been established. Okay. Since John Cena's not getting in, therefore the opposite and equal reactions probably going to happen in this main event oh, yeah, where John AJ. Cena distracts AJ. Right. There's no sense in putting AJ in. So everyone knew the result. That's fine. But I'm like, there was good stuff on the show. I just had it motivated me to do nothing. It made it didn't motivate me to go out and buy tickets. It didn't motivate me to go out and be ready for this pay-per-view. It yeah. it didn't motivate me to go watch SmackDown. It motivated the- me to do nothing. I did I not. The, I didn't yeah, care the, about anything on this after the show went. Like I'm okay. You you know I enjoyed it for the short time that it was on, but I turned it off and I'm like, okay, well that's done. I can move on with my life now. There was I wasn't thinking about a single thing a minute later. Yeah, the Rollins Cena match was perfectly acceptable as a wrestling match, and it was actually quite good. I thought for what it was as a TV filler, but yeah. What would the Mount Rushmore of WWE be? Right now? No, and it's in its history. I asked because I asked Gabe Sapolsky this later on, what the Mount Rushmore of ROH was, Mount Rushmore of Evolve. And I was thinking about, you know, Voices of Wrestling, they got the top 50 wrestlers in ROH history poll going on right now. And, you know, this would have been a cool thing to ask, like, Sean, um, you know, you, you go through the promotion's history, and you're like, okay, who are the pillars? Who are the big guys? And I think we're at the point now where a lot of people debate, like, Austin and Rock and who is more important. You have John Mm -hmm. Cena, who not everyone appreciates how significant he is with WWE uh, and their history. You got a lot of people who don't necessarily, uh, they didn't live through Bruno San Martino, and they may not understand exactly how big he was. So uh, what would your, in your mind, who would the Mount Rushmore of WWE be, just as a little off-topic thing? Bruno, Hogan, Cena, and then any one of Rock, Austin, or Vince McMahon. Well, see, that's interesting if you're going to include Vince, because I think you have to include Vince if you're going to have him as uh, 
a eligible player. Mm -hmm. And maybe he's even more important than Austin. Because without Vince, is there Austin? No. And there's no Rock either. And probably if there's no Austin, there's no... I, I don't know. I, I think maybe Vince could have, yeah, if there's no Austin, you could do it with Rock. If there's no Rock, you could do it with Austin. Maybe if there's no, you know, either one of them, there's Shawn Michaels who could probably be in that role going up against the boss. Maybe Bret Hart stays. Mm, yeah. I don't know. But so who who is more important to WWE history, Rock or Steve Austin? Wow. Because <laughs> I, think, I think that's the big one that, you know, if you ask for a top five, there's always going to be... Uh, I think those... I think I think as a as a performer I think Steve Austin is more more important I think Rock was more popular. Yeah, well, especially now in the zeitgeist, yeah. Yeah, in those in those four years from 1998 to 2002, where really that was the uh, that was the big age of Steve Austin, and that was the big time of uh, of the Rock. And really, the Rock kind of uh, he kind of settled out around 2000 2001 came back in for uh, more part-time appearances after he started doing the uh, the movies, the the mummy movies and whatnot. It, that's the debate right there is who was more important, I think, between The Rock and Steve Austin, and is it really a debate that you even have to have? Because it's not bad that they had two really important people, right? Like, we're, we're begging for two now because we got John Cena over the last 10 years, but who else? Who else is as important as John Cena in WWE? We haven't had a second guy. And I don't know if we're going to have one anytime soon. Like maybe I, do you think the, uh, the hope that summer placing in Dean Ambrose can be lived up to is Dean Ambrose going to be a guy who can turn into, uh, one of these big top guys that can build a company around. No, because right now I think actually doubling back to raw, I think they've sowed the seeds for one of the top programs on one of the shows being Dean versus Stephanie. Dean versus Stephanie. Mm-hmm. In terms of a power struggle. Well, now that's, uh, do you think WWE kind of sees Dean Ambrose as a Steve Austin-like yes. character? And that's why yes. they want to redo that whole thing from the late yes. 90s, 20 yes. years ago. That, they're going to use the same playbook, I think, other than, other than the fact that Dean can't actually go in the ring with Stephanie. No, he can't at all. Stephanie can't go in the ring with him, that's for sure. And Unless, of course, social mores change. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they ain't going that direction. They're not going that direction, uh, mister. True equality has been achieved, everybody. <laughs> Everything is equal. I'm, I'm looking right now at the, uh, at the WWE YouTube to see what was the most popular clip. What do you think, if, if someone didn't catch Raw and wants to go back and they see a headline and it pops their interest, what would you say, Jeff, was the most popular clip? What, what's going to go back from last night's raw and be watched the most. And I'll try to have an answer here for you. I am going to talk my way through this while you look, I think it will probably either be so that they could see the opening video, the new day Bray Wyatt Im imitation hmm. or, or if the buzz got to the point where people went, Oh my God, Seth Rollins is shooting about Roman reigns that that might, that opening segment might've gotten the most, viewers, but I think it's going to be the New Day Bray Wyatt segment. I'm going with the, to, with, the, with, with the outside possibility that Sammy and, and, and Owens might be it. I'm going to give you the top. I think I'm going to give you the top three. Okay, go for it. The top three segments from last night's WWE Raw that have been the most. Well, actually, I'm going to give you the top four because the fourth one is hilarious. 
<laughs> Can you give you the top four here? Number one, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose address the Roman Reigns suspension. Okay. As your number one most viewed clip by a large margin. Uh, number two, John Cena versus Seth Rollins. So we got a uh, we got Seth Rollins in the top two clips. Good for him. Good for him. Propelled by the interest in Roman Reigns and obviously John Cena. Your number uh, your number three, Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles. That mm. match was the third most watched clip. And number four, the the Miz versus Demon Kane <laughs> for the Intercontinental Championship. People wanted to. They wanted yeah. to see the returns of both the Miz and Demon Kane, obviously, and that and I will tell you that video clip is only about a hundred thousand of me clicking back and forth and watching it on a loop. I'm sure it is, and you people, people thought, you you looking at gifs of Dana Brooks punches in the corner when she was joking. No, I I prefer only to look at the positives of Miss Brooke. I don't want to be sullied by the uh, the negatives. Sullied. Oh, look at you pulling out the $4 words. Oh, my God. I can't say them correctly, but I'll I'll try. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. People actually thought Finn Balor was going to be the mystery man against the Miz. Some people thought Met Neville. Some people... Why, I was, actually, was, I actually was there thought, wording in there? Because I thought immediately, oh, it's Kane. It's obviously Kane. Well, I just didn't know if they would bring back uh, the Kane character for that. I don't know. But I guess I did, it, it, it makes sense. At, hold on. Did he hint at a demon of any kind? Why would you think Finn? Oh, because Finn tweeted from backstage? No, no, no. Because there were a lot of talents. I mean, they were in Tampa. So pretty much everyone from NXT was back there. No, it wasn't because of that. I thought, okay, there's why keep it a mystery? Maybe you have someone come back. I actually didn't think it was Finn. There were people on the internet that thought it was Finn. I thought maybe Neville because he's uh, now in the timeline where um, he can come back from that injury he had. So I thought maybe it would be Neville. I never just, uh, I never maybe wanted to think it could have been Kane. And that's who it was. You as a big Kane fan, not thinking it was Kane. Hmm. I didn't think he was going to come back as the demon Kane already. I know he wrestles as that on the house shows, but you know, he had just, he had just come back as corporate Kane. He had just come back, but I suppose that's what they're going to do. What are you going to do? You know, one of the most, the least viewed videos from raw Bob Backlund <laughs> reviews Darren Young's goals. Like no one is watching this even on YouTube, and obviously people are probably skipping it on Raw. Is this going anywhere? Is Bob Backlund going to actually show up on television? Is Darren Young going to wrestle on Raw and SmackDown? Is this an angle that maybe we have to wait for the actual brand split to see realized because that's when they'll have more time? What's happening here? Oh, man. You know what? I think Darren Young's going to be a face and Bob Backlund's going to be a heel manager and they're going to play that up. So is he going to be the heel manager of Darren Young? Yeah, he's going to cheat on his behalf and Darren Young's not going to like it, probably. How many times do we have to see that on WWE this year? I mean, we saw it with the club and AJ. Yeah. Maybe maybe even see it with Paul Heyman and Brock. I don't know. Maybe they're gonna. Maybe it's time to split up Brock and Paul Heyman later. Whatever it is, it's gonna be Vince McMahon's thoughts on Donald Trump. (laughs) I've been, uh, I've been Uh putting some of my hats through the uh, through the washer. Oh, have you to soften them up? Easy easy digestion. CM Punk Mm. was on Cow and Cowherd today. Oh God! I know it was miserable radio. Coward, coward alone is miserable. What did Punk say? Anything worth listening to? And I tell you, Coward is something, man. I I usually got a kick out of listening to Cowherd when he was on ESPN. I haven't really watched much of the Fox Sports show, 
This but, sports thing is like this guy at a bar when you're dating a girl. Yes. It, it's a total dude. No, I know. Metaphor. That, that's what he's doing. But this guy has never been one to shy away from making fun of wrestling and making nope. fun of the wrestlers and making fun of wrestling fans. And then you have someone on and he could not have bent down backwards more and been like extra. It, it's like me when we have a guest on. When we have Brodus Clay on, I'm going to be like this. I'm, I'm going to do in no way anything that could be seen as me being disrespectful. Well, it's like ESPN treating WWE as a punchline in commentary. And then as soon as they become corporate partners. Oh, hello. UFC is Fox Sports's corporate uh, partner. So it's, it's within Colin Cowherd's best interest to not piss off a UFC fighter. Which well, he is now. Not, well, which he is go too now. Far. Even even if you want to go semantically and say, "Well, I haven't eaten a hat yet," therefore he's not a UFC fighter. He's not a UFC fighter. He hasn't fought in the UFC right now. He's a UFC promotional tool. He is a signed, contracted talent to the Ultimate Fighting Championship. That's what I meant, Rob. Okay. We'll see Can if we... the fight. We'll see if the fight actually happens. And I, I get a <laughs> kick out of CM Punk too. I don't care if the fight happens or not. He's still a contracted talent. That's I, my point. I get a kick out of uh, CM Punk going on all these places and be like, "Yeah, the, these haters who uh, who think I'm going to chicken out." Like I, Rob. I don't think Punk's going to chicken out. I think Rob's there's a million actually. other things that can go wrong. There's an injury that Mickey Gall could get hurt, which would cause a delay in the fight, which would cause this fight not to happen. It doesn't even have to be Punk. I just think there's too much going on. I don't know. I got. How much time do I have left? It's the end of June. We got July, August, and part of September to get through. I have three months before uh, this fight is actually supposed to happen. There's a lot of time left, a lot of time left to where something could happen and I get out of it. How much do you weigh? Well, that's a little personal, Jeff. I know. But I want to say, you know what? Maybe, you know, you're in the Midwest. He's in the Midwest. I'm deceptively heavy. <laughs> like, I would not make the Cruiserweight Classic right now. And that's a shoot. What? I'm deceptively heavy, man. I'm 207. I weigh less than you. I know. I'm That's that's amazing to me. <laughs> I'm deceptively heavy. This is a true story. This is a true story. It's all in the gut now, which is sad. Oh man. I know. I got to start doing the old workouts again. I I it's funny cuz 2 years ago when I started like trying to work out again, um I I thought maybe if I can get to 200, that'd be awesome. I was so far away from it. Well, turns out all you have to do is just keep eating and not work out and you get there. That's the secret. You want to get heavier? There are ways. There are ways. They're not good ways. I got to cut. I, I would have to uh, hit the sauna a couple of days if I want to get in this cruiserweight classic. Like cut old those, uh, Cedric Alexander those, who cut some weight. Cut those, cut those carbs. I got to cut the carbs, man. I just love my bread. I love my pizza. Mm. Ah, But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We got the cruiserweight classic uh, next week. Yes. Is actually going to be the Cruiserweight Cla Classic Bracket Special. Now, if you have not kept up with the spoilers, because they already taped the first round, you know who faces who if you kept up with the spoilers. But if you haven't, we won't spoil it here on the show. You will have your own Bracketology Special, basically, on the WWE Network next Wednesday, where they're going to show you the brackets and why that's still, even if you have looked at the spoilers, that's still kind of a big show, because now you can start piecing together who's going to be in the second round and piece together who you think might actually make the final four. You'll see where everyone is shaken out. So even if you know who wins the first round, like I'll still be glued to watching that bracket special on the network next Wednesday. Yes. If you saw the spoilers already, you're already ahead in your office pool. 
you can you can <laughs> do the March Madness. Yes, you will get at least all correct in the first round <laughs> if you've kept up on the spoilers. Uh, yeah, they're gonna have uh, more cruiserweight classic showcase matches on those Evolve shows too. So you're gonna see the Lindsay Dorados, the Tony Nieces, the Johnny Garganos, kind of playing up that cruiserweight classic name on uh, the independent shows. But yeah, the uh, the bracket special next Wednesday. Then the Wednesday after that is going to be the first round. They're going to start the first round of the Cruiserweight Classic. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it kind of looks as a TV presentation. We saw the weigh-ins. The weigh-ins are still live on the uh, on the YouTube channel for WWE, so you can go watch all these weigh-ins, all these hype videos they got going on for the talent. But that'll be interesting to actually see the finished product, how it looks on television, because they got to make it different than NXT. They got to make it look different, make it look unique. Yeah, I think I think the opening ceremony, which I watched, makes it unique already. Absolutely, and you got to see who the uh, who the crowd that was there is really going to get behind. Obviously, they got behind the names they knew, like Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, but uh, Kota Ibushi got a big reaction. Zack Saber, of course. I think everyone's favorite to win is Zack Saber. Are we wavering on that at all? I, I'm still Zack Saber number one. I'm wavering because I don't think, you know, he's not a sure thing to sign just yet. You would think they got to sign this guy if they care. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they just uh, maybe they want to get over how global they are, how worldwide they are, and they don't actually care if the winner is signed to them. That's a possibility because the only one signed to them right now is Rich Swan. Well, so, it certainly makes the end of the July PWG very interesting as well because Zack Sabre Jr. is their champion mm-hmm. and he's fighting the old champion in Kyle O'Reilly. So there's the, you know yeah if you start so, seeing belts being dropped yes. Which you could. Mm. You could start seeing some belts being dropped. Next week, we're still in this malaise where we're in the middle of the build to battleground where we're going to have no Roman Reigns. And we'll see what they do from the start of Raw to the end of Raw with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Because this is going to be bad, man. I'm just not I'm not looking forward to three weeks of them figuring out what Dean Ambrose can do to make his feud relevant with Seth Rollins still. And this is the most this should be the most relevant feud in a while, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. I know they already did it once and they don't have Roman to play off of, so they kind of gotta, you know, re restart it, reboot it. But at what point do we start seeing the props? When does Dean Ambrose come out and bring up props? <laughs> oh, don't give him ideas. Well, when <laughs> I, I don't have to give him that idea. This is the idea they have. What else do they do? When Dean Ambrose needs something oh, to do, they come out and bring oh, out props. That's what they no. do. Yeah. That's what they do. They do, it, they do it in service of the Stephanie angle. Oh, because yeah, Stephanie, man. Stephanie, throughout the show, you're a disgrace. Everything's going to be about how Dean Ambrose is a disgrace to the world title. <laughs> do you believe that's true? That he's a disgrace? Out of those two? Oh. I thought it was interesting watching Raw that they uh, they referred to the WWE World Heavyweight Championship as the WWE Championship. Like and there the are, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, and that only just means that they're you know they're probably going to bring back the World Heavyweight Championship, the the big gold belt. So they're dropping oh. the World Heavyweight down from the WWE Championship. I, oh, that's good because I checked on WWE.com during Raw and it still said WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, but I am going to look now to see if that's changed on the website because yes, it they were. Definitely calling it the world of the WWE championship. Yes. And they have changed it now on the website too. It is no longer WWE world heavyweight championship, which was up there as of Monday night during raw. 
Ah. It now is changed to WWE Championship. So they are getting ready. They are definitely getting ready to add a new world title on SmackDown. And I think because of this naming convention, it's going to be the World Heavyweight Championship and the Big Gold Belt. Same as last time. Same as last time. Not a lot different. You got the Intercontinental Championship. You got the WWE Women's Championship. That'll be interesting. What do they do? WWE World Heavyweight Women's Championship? If they create a second one, maybe they don't. <laughs> United States Championship, NXT the, Championship. The Divas title comes back. <laughs> God. They could. But yeah, the WWE Championship has been... Uh, cha- that is breaking news here exclusively on Shake Them Robes. Please credit Rob McCarron with all oh, oh, boy. For all your clickbait, Rob McCarron of Shake Them Ropes, part of the Voices of Wrestling family, says, dot, dot, dot. Do you believe that Ashley Lynn actually lied? I think it's viral marketing. I think I think somehow it's a viral marketing for something. Even if it's not a product, it might be like a YouTube channel or someone's video channel. Or, or it could be just redneck Florida wrestling fans who Twitter. thought... Who thought the best way to get back at a family member was to put a sign on wrestling? Ashley, and I'm going on TV set to tell you you broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, well, Ryan Satin. Where did that come from? Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Satin, formerly of TMZ, now of Pro Wrestling Sheet, actually did try to look up the information on this story. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it hit fox sports website before ryan was asking and that's that's when he and he was quoting that tweet when when it hit it hit a legitimate news site of some sort yeah fox fox sports kind of legitimate i suppose well they want to be they want to be there's a lot of people who want to be espn in a way kind of wants to be there aren't that many legitimate sites nowadays where you can really look into uh look into hard news without any type of uh agenda behind it we're in the we're in the sports entertainment business yeah sports entertainment (laughs) we're here to entertain and be sporty and all this stuff yeah poor ashley lynn though i mean if she really did uh not lie maybe she didn't lie maybe she's just an innocent and uh they're playing up ashley lynn is a liar and that's bad nobody's innocent nobody's innocent in this world yes what about ghosts are ghosts innocent because they can't do anything anymore they won't be able to do anything after the second week of July because the Ghostbusters. <clears throat> Sorry. Ghostbusters brought to you by. I was just going to let that one Brothers. sit. Oh, I'm not. I was going to let it. No, of course no. Where is my sound effect for horrible, horrible jokes? Where is it? Where is it? Let's Thanks. get uh, let's get Sean Ross Sapp on the line here and shake them ropes. On the line, and we are joined right now by Sean Ross Sapp, a returning guest here to Shake Them Ropes. You can catch him on Twitter, at Sean Ross Sapp. We'll have the information in the show notes. Sean, how are you today? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Jeff, uh, I'm going to assume is doing great, but because I don't allow him to talk at all, I will uh, do the answering for him. I'm rocking. Yeah, he is on the line, and uh, how hot is it? How hot is it there, Jeff? Because the you know you got the air conditioned room going on. You're in Los Angeles. Any any blackouts or brownouts lately? Uh yeah, I had one. Uh, actually, I had one last week on uh, Thursday. A crow flew into the trans or into the into a uh, generator and knocked out power in my area for uh, twelve hours. Twelve hours, Sean. Have you ever had a crow knock out your power? 
No, we did have a power line basically explode last week, though. Or a couple of weeks ago when we, when we were doing, right before we were doing a show, Rob. That's right. We were doing a show uh, and uh, you had to go to someone else's house and you told me the whole story. And then literally 30 <laughs> seconds later, I asked, why aren't you at your home today? No, no, no. I told you off the air. Then I told you at the beginning of the show. And then you asked again. Yeah, Jeff, it's not only you that I don't listen to. Yeah, I, I know. This is, I, I can just imagine Sean knocking out. Doom, doom, doom. Hey, can I borrow a cup of Internet, please? I need to go do a show right now. <laughs> That's the that's the new borrowing from your neighbors. Can I uh, can I get your <laughs> I was, internet password? password? I was man. pretty much in a broom closet doing you that were. show. You were. It was a video podcast, so everyone can look at uh, Sean being in a broom closet and him telling me three times, once on or twice on air and once not about why he's there. As I actively don't listen, but we are going to listen to you today, Sean. We're going to talk about some uh, WWE topics. Uh, just some stuff going on in the world of WWE, including this brand extension, the brand split. And we uh, we got a couple of questions on our Twitter feed at Shake Them Ropes for you. Uh, but but right now, Sean, what would you say? We're a week removed from the Roman Reigns suspension. We got the brand split coming up in a couple of weeks. What What's the big story? What are you most interested in right now with WWE? I, I got to say how they handle the Roman Reigns situation. Uh, I'm really interested in the draft and how this will play into the draft as well. Like, how are they going to address Roman Reigns or not address him? And if they don't address him, how do they handle him for the draft? They have to bring up his name. He's in the main event of a pay-per-view. Um, they didn't really write him off unless the Dirty Deeds is becoming a move that just slaughters people now. I'm really interested in that and to see how that plays into the draft in particular. Jeff, we uh, we don't know exactly where everyone's going to end up with this draft, where what show everyone is going to be on. Are we any closer to thinking that SmackDown will in be, indeed be like the new era show where we get some of these younger stars? Do you think there's going to be a clear separation or are we just going to get stars of every type of level on both shows? I lean towards the latter more than the former. I, I do. I used to think it was going to be the new era show, but I don't think, you know what, if that show ends up being better, I don't think they could handle that internally. I think you're going to have a nice split down the middle. I think you're going to have John Cena and whomever he's feuding with, possibly the club on SmackDown to help headline that. And then you're going to have the Roman Reigns title, Ambrose title over on Raw. I, I got to say, I hope I, I'm looking forward to the draft partially for a, uh, a very selfish reason, because WWE is coming to Fort Wayne for a house show. They're coming to a coming here for a house show after this draft and the lineup right now. They are making it clear that Fort Wayne is like the B town of B towns because the headliner right now is Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt. And like behind that is Kane and the big show. There's there's no one. There's no AJ Styles. There's no John Cena. So I'm hoping for this uh, this shakeup to where the brands are at least kind of even so the Fort Wayne House show isn't so terrible. How selfish is that on a scale of 1 to 10, Sean? You're one of the most selfish people that I know, so... Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. So I think that automatically anything anything that you, you throw out there is going to be an 8. Yeah. Now, and that's just the standard. It's completely selfish too, because it isn't even the house show as I'm looking at it right now. I thought it was actually in August. It's not it's July 10th. So I am going to be stuck 
because the draft will not have happened yet. I'm going to be stuck getting the awfulest B show of all B shows. Now, the other tour was supposed to be headlined by Roman Reigns, and he's off. So I don't know. They might move Dean Ambrose to the A tour as the world champ, and I'll be left with the main event of Bray Wyatt versus Kane. Mm. Guess who's actually, not guess who's not going to the July 10th house show in Fort Wayne, Rob. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this guy, I'm set for an NXT show July 15th and advertised for that show. Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Nakamura, Asuka, Bailey. Yeah, you got a good one coming up. What's your opinion of, of the uh roster extension, so to speak? Do you think it's gonna be down the middle or or it's gonna be um new era versus kind of the old guard? Uh well, if even if they do kind of the new era thing, I think it can be down the middle, uh, at least mm. as it pertains to giving them a fair, fair strength as it pertains to talent. Because Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins can all be kind of considered new guys, and there's a ton of NXT guys that are ready. That well, not a ton, but there are several names that that could come up and be important. What I think is really important is if any of these NXT guys go, they have to go sort of early, not necessarily first or second round or anything like that, but they got to go kind of early. That way it's not like, oh, Finn Balor taken in the 27th right. round. Well, I'm <laughs> hoping, that, that cannot be done. I'm hoping they kind of build it up as like a coup, like one of the general managers, whether it, I, I'm assuming, uh, do we think it's going to be Steph versus Shane? Like they'll both be the GMs, right? Sure. Okay, yes. so, well, whoever it may be, maybe they'll throw us a swerve and someone else is actually the GM of one of these shows. Maybe Steph actually gets out of the picture. Who knows? Uh, but they got to feel like uh, one of these GMs is making a coup. Like, you didn't think of these uh, guys, and I did. I'm the I'm getting Shinsuke Nakamura with my third pick, or I'm getting Finn Balor with my second pick. And it's going to be the biggest uh, draft surprise in, in history. Or just have I'll, an NXT round in general. Yeah, maybe. I'll I, I call think, a shot. Let me call a shot. Go ahead. Go ahead. Steph, Stephanie drafts Bailey. There you go. And then slaps her. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So I'm looking uh, just because I am completely selfish. I'm, you know, basically just having this show go into my house show needs. <laughs> they did indeed take Dean Ambrose off of the Fort Wayne house show. He has been moved to the London, Ontario show to replace Roman Reigns on that show. This is uh, July 10th, London, Ontario. Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Cesaro, The Usos, The Club, The Miz, Charlotte, and The New Day. Fort Wayne, Bray Wyatt, Big Show, Callisto, Rusev, The Dudley Boys, Dolph Ziggler, and Kane. Move out of the sticks. That's one-sided, right? That, yeah. That's pretty one-sided. <laughs> Move out of the sticks. Are you kidding? We're the second largest city in Indiana. And Indiana is what? Probably the, uh, the at least the 30th largest state population-wise. Maybe not. I don't know. We're not in the sticks, though. Sean, Sean, however, would you consider yourself to be living in the sticks? Kind of uh, for a couple of reasons. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm between Lexington and Cincinnati, right in between. And generally, my area is the sticks. But depending on what size of a show comes around, I could go to Huntington, uh, Cincinnati, Columbus, Indianapolis, Lexington, or Louisville. All those are within like two and a half, three hours of me. But because of WWE's feelings on Kentucky, it's not often that we get shows that close to us. Mm -hmm. And they don't bring pay-per-view to Cincinnati a lot anymore or any major shows or anything like that. Uh, 
so kind of, yeah, I get a lot of, I get the short end of the stick in the sticks, but this NXT show looks like it'll be pretty, pretty damn good, good right before the draft. Too. You're going to have a good one with that NXT show. I, I unfortunately throughout the whole ticket master voucher fiasco, I could not get tickets to the NXT because I could have made a, uh, made a trip. I'm, I'm still confused about the ticket master voucher fiasco. I just saw the screenshots on your page. What's going on there? Well, are you familiar with what's going on with Ticketmaster? They were in a lawsuit. No, I'm not. As as part of this lawsuit settlement, Ticketmaster agreed to basically make $10 million in ticket vouchers available to those who were affected by what the lawsuit alleged, which was basically overcharging fees in the uh, mid-2000s. So I I go on there, and I bought some Ticketmaster tickets. I don't remember buying that many, but I go onto my account, and I all of a sudden have like 19 vouchers that can be used for free tickets to certain shows wow. in the Indianapolis area. And I go on there and the first day it's like, here are your vouchers, go use them. And none of the codes work. And that was a common theme. No one could actually use these vouchers. And everyone's like, Oh, it would be, it's so great of Ticketmaster to give us codes that can't be used. It's like finding money in your pocket and then realizing there uh, it's a, a, a foreign currency that's no longer used. So I go on there the second day and they say, Oh, everything should be cleared up. Nope. Everything's sold out. I go on the third day expecting to fully hand wave the entire situation. No, I'm not going to use these Ticketmaster vouchers. I'm not going to let it get to me. I'm done. I go and try one for a Steely Dan show that there's no way on earth I'm actually going to go to. And it works. Oh, man. Steely Dan is great. What are you talking I just, I just, about? I just logged into my, my Ticketmaster thing, and I have like six of, six of those vouchers. Yeah, and guess what? You can't use them because they're all sold out now. Mm-hmm. They're all hmm. We didn't. We didn't have many shows worth seeing in L.A. anyways because they knew the demand would be high. But yeah. Steely, Steely Dan's a great concert. Well, what are you talking about? Jeff, if you want to fly to Indianapolis, I have two tickets to Steely I'm Dan if you want to go. thinking about it. I really am. All right. And Steve Winwood, by the way. You're on the so, same show. Um, so not to turn you into a customer service rep, but am I able to even use these vouchers that are on my account now? Uh, not at the moment. They say they're going to make more available sometime in the next week, but good luck. Good luck to wow. you. So I, I, I get these, uh, I get these Steely Dan concert tickets and I'm, I'm doing this at like midnight. So I'm tweeting about it because I, I had tweeted, you know, simple things like, uh, I'm trying these Ticketmaster vouchers. Oh, they don't work. Blah, blah, blah. So I, I have success with Steely Dan. I tweet it out. I go and try another one. I go try to get Weezer tickets. Weezer, you know, I actually want to go to that one. It works again. I'm like, I'll just keep running this wave. It's like Las Vegas here. I'm, I'm winning everything. I go and I get free tickets to Brad Paisley. Probably not going to go to that, but I got him. I'm just going down the list of concerts at this point to try and get tickets to every single one of them. I get Gwen Stefani. I get uh, Jason Aldean. I get uh, Blink-182. I'll go to that one. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Blink-182, absolutely. So I keep just working all these, and I'm like, there's only concerts there. They're all in Indianapolis. I can't get uh, NXT. That would have been crazy cool if I could get, like, Clash of Champions tickets or NXT tickets for Indianapolis. Sadly, uh, sadly, no. But on that note, what do you think about Night of Champions being renamed Clash of Champions? I like that. Uh, what I don't like is that it's a couple of weeks after my wedding and a couple of weeks after UFC 203, which I might be covering live. Uh, so that, that'd be a lot of traveling for me. But why, why the need to even change the name at all? Because it's not like it's Clash of the Champions. They're clearly trying to make it somewhat different. They uh, are. But uh, Clash of Champions instead of Night of Champions. Why, why even create the difference? Uh, well, I mean, it looks like they're bringing back some names like Backlash and things of that nature. So maybe maybe out of familiarity to some degree. I don't know. Uh, I like the idea. I wish I hope that, you know, obviously that has to be a Shane McMahon branded 
pay-per-view, right? He brings it up and he says, I own the name. Of course they won't do that. that. That makes sense. They can't do that. Yeah. Clash of Champions near and dear to your heart, Jeff, no? It's the familiarity of the name with the WWE spin to make it more superior. Great American Bash becomes the Bash. Yes, yeah, it's it's exactly like that, and I feel we've shaded Steve Winwood on here. Starcade uh, became Steve Winwood. The Cade, no, the Cade, the Cade. No, no. Uh, we had we had a couple of questions on the brand extension note. Um, do we see this one lasting longer than the last one did? The last one went nine years. Is this one going to be the same? Because that's a lot of uh, that's like two new contract renewals between WWE and USA to go if it wants to last that long. What do we think about the timeline on this one, Sean? I don't think it'll last nine years, but, but I mean, the, the first one last technically lasted nine years, but really those last couple of years were really, really kind of weird. Like they, they there were wasn't a lot of, that. there were a lot of the raw super shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, I think that it'll, it'll last at least a few years until maybe Vince McMahon decides that he doesn't want to, yeah, maybe if he thinks that he wants to take a hand more into the signing yeah. of, of, of talent. Okay. If that happens, then I could see them not being as deep because then we got, you know, the Luther Reigns and people like that showing up on the show, which, you know, we don't see a lot of anymore. We, we see guys like Braun Strowman and stuff, but he's not doing anything special. He's not doing barely he, anything at all. He just finally came back to Raw when... Yeah, yeah, they really did keep those Wyatts off TV with Bray Wyatt's injury. Like, they did not even keep them on the shows to make sure people will remember them. They were on the C-shows a couple of times, but they just forgot about him completely. Well, let's be real. If You probably want people to forget about Eric Rowan and Braun Strowman, if at all possible. And yeah, I suppose. Because if they could recast those guys, I'm sure they would. Like, I've said it a million. If they, if they had Braun Strowman and Eric Rowan and then had War Machine and got to see them side by side... And they got a second go at that. I'm pretty sure War Machine would have gotten the pick, regardless of how big Braun Strowman is. But because uh, I mean, now you're in a situation where Luke Harper's hurt. What the hell can you do with a lot of these guys? Because Eric Rowan's improving, but he ain't that good. So, so you depend the length of the brand extension on the WWE. That's interesting. I, I, I am of the opinion that. USA is going to be the barometer of this. And if they can somehow rebrand themselves or regroup in terms of being a hot network again and that and that prime time space becomes uh that, can be gentrified, that's so definitely, to speak. Yeah, because what if USA does create a couple of hit shows and they need more time on the Tuesday and want to move uh want to move SmackDown back to another day of the week or want to make it not live again and put it on Thursdays or move it back to sci-fi? And then what's the need for a brand split? Now you really are devaluing the shows when you can use all that talent. Like we could all see a reversal of this in four years. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we definitely could. Ultimately, it's, it's well, it's up to WWE as well. They have to, to agree to it. But USA has got a big influence in this. And if they want to change things up, they're going to. But it's like, I wonder why this hasn't been a thing before. How? Why did it take 17 years for them to try out SmackDown Live on a consistent basis? Probably just because they didn't need to. They just, right. uh, you know, they didn't need to. They were doing okay with it as a tape show. They were, they were not taxing everybody out. I, yeah, it, it wasn't you know. a necessity before. That, that's true, and the, and the numbers do make it a necessity now. Yeah, and with the level, the the amount of talent that they have. It, it you know it kind of justifies it so 
But we have uh, interesting. We have some questions from our Twitter followers. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Our Twitter question of the week segment will uh, expand to a couple of questions here with uh, with Sean on the line today. But before we get to some of these questions, Sean, you uh, you were working with Wrestling Inc. Dot com mm-hmm. and you brought me in and I had been a guest on uh, Monday shows and Wednesday th- shows and Thursday shows uh, with you over the last couple of months. But now you are partially on here to tell us about what you're doing in the future. If you don't know Sean Ross Sapp, go follow him at Sean Ross Sapp. A lot of you are probably familiar with uh, you know stuff you've seen from him on Wrestling Inc. and so forth. Uh, a great a great feature on Muhammad Hassan of all people. Yeah. Uh, that you worked on that I read that I really liked because uh, I was a big Muhammad Hassan fan uh, for what he was doing. But uh, follow Sean at Sean Ross Sapp. But what's happening here in the next couple of weeks with you? Yeah, I got an offer from a group uh, that is starting up a starting up several websites, not just wrestling related, but they wanted me to head up one that that will cover pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing. We want to become the premier crossover website in. Uh, pro wrestling, boxing, and MMA, because there is a lot of crossover now. You hear the the rumors of Paige Van Zandt coming to WWE. Ronda Rousey's always jumping around. Brock Lesnar. So we're going to have sections for all three of those. Also, Floyd Mayweather wanting to fight Conor McGregor. You'll get your standard wrestling news, your MMA news, your boxing news, and, of course, all three. It's called Fightful.com, F-I-G-H-T-F-U-L.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fightful Online. Uh, like us on Facebook at Fightful Online as well. We're going to have podcasts from several big names, including the two of you. Mm. Yeah, we might show up every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> We've come to Je- a bit Jeff of an agreement. Is a, Jeff is an audio hog. Jeff can't get enough. I've turned Jeff into a monster, really. Yeah. I really for have. Some reason, for some reason, people seem to like my opinion. So <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, I'm afraid, well, I mean, I'm afraid you know, actually to run a poll. Like, who's... Whose uh, work do you like better, Jeff or Rob? Because I'm afraid of losing, oh. and you can't you can't ask a question if you don't w- know what the answer is going to be. So, I'm afraid well, our to do CEO that. asked me who I would recommend for to to guest on podcasts with me, and obviously, you two were two of the the first people, the first two people that I even thought of. But uh, this is going to be a I don't want to say it's going to be a different type of website experience because uh, there's going to be a focus on the substance of the news articles you read, the features. You talked about Muhammad Hassan. I spoke to him for a follow-up to launch this website, and I'm the only guy he's given interviews to in, I think, five or six years. And it was it was funny when I talked to him because the first time, you know, he was hesitant. He didn't know what was going to come of it. And this time, I just sent him a message. I was like, hey, I'm launching this site. I think it would be cool to do a follow-up with you. And without hesitation, he said yes. Uh, I have a feature on Gerald Harris who had a very – uh, interesting MMA career and exit from the UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be that's going to uh, help launch it as well. We're going to have coverage of UFC 200, all the fight week events, uh, the WWE draft, obviously things of that nature. I'm going to have a mock draft with a very interesting name that I have worked with in the past. Uh, not to drop too many hints, but uh, I can't legally mention the name right now. But uh, yeah, we, we really want to make this something special, something different, but we want to make it people's, uh, like, you know, there are a lot of fans of MMA, wrestling, and boxing, or, you know, any combination of the three. We want to make this your destination. If you want to read stuff, read uh, wrestling news, MMA news with substance, uh, that's the place to go. And 
some of the smaller stuff we're going to try to consolidate into daily updates. That way, you know, you don't spend your entire day looking at uh, listen, things that maybe don't matter to listen, you. Listen, Sean, you haven't gotten to it yet, and I'm kind of worried that you're forgetting about this, but we agreed the weekly Where is Tino Sabatelli segment that I'm writing up just to make sure everyone is aware what's happening in the life and the career of Mr. Sabatelli. Uh, you, you, that should have been your lead. And uh, weren't you going to do one that is like... Uh, it, it was call, it, I was calling it the Baron Breakdown. It was going to be a yeah. breakdown of the time and segments for Baron Corbin, who he was feuding with, how those people will uh, fall off the map after feuding with Baron, obviously, because Baron will just prove to them to be so weak. Uh, and yeah, I know the Baron that you... You had pitched the uh, the Sean Pizzatelli, or however you pronounce his name, as a possible spinoff in the future of Tino's brother, which... Uh, Who has more TV time than Tino Sabatelli at this point. Yeah, that's true. Tino's brother has true. been on NXT more than Tino Sabatelli has. We got to change that out. We got to change that out. But let's get to our questions from uh, from the people at Shake Them Ropes. Oscar, <laughs> Oscar asks, are there any matches you originally loved or hated, but on a rewatch, your opinion changed? Everything in ECW. That's true. Je I mean, Jeff, uh, ECW doesn't hold up as well, and that's almost everything. I would say the RVD Jerry Lynn matches kind of hold up for me. We talked about that on our top 100 a couple of weeks ago. Like they kind of hold up because I never thought they were the greatest in ring. I just like the dynamic of them. But uh, is that ECW? It, it doesn't hold up even with those vaunted uh, cruiserweight matches. Um, for me, the the parts that hold up are the parts that uh were before they became the quote unquote hardcore territory. Like when yeah. you have like the, the, the luchadors and Malenko and Benoit and Guerrero and all those guys in there to me, those matches hold up, but, but the rest is kind of hit and miss. They have some really good guest stars in there, but you know, I can watch tag team brawls, but when they're all brawls, they sort of run together. Yeah. I, I, I would say the ECW stuff. Absolutely. Uh, we have Cameron on uh, Twitter asks, will Money in the Bank become a dual-branded pay-per-view, stay a single-branded pay-per-view next year, or possibly go back to being a WrestleMania attraction? Because this uh, this pay-per-view is supposed to uh, handle basically the briefcase, the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase case for any championship. Uh, dual-branded next year or back to WrestleMania? Or maybe stay a, a single-branded show, Sean? What do you think? You know, it's it's funny because they kind of got away with this or at least covered their own tracks for the next year because I had wondered, well, what are they going to do if the Money in the Bank winner this year carries it until the brand split? Does he get his choice? Can he cash in on anybody? But they don't have to worry about that now. I think uh, with this happening, uh, we could see maybe maybe two separate Money in the Bank matches throughout the year, maybe Maybe SmackDown has one at WrestleMania. I don't know. And Raw has one at their own Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I'm not saying that it will happen at WrestleMania, but you could maybe split it up or you could just make that a dual-branded show. Uh, because as you pointed out, Rob, they may have less pay-per-views with the brand split or special events than they did before. And they can put those together really whenever they want. They have no limit. And who's to say that they won't just make something like Money in the Bank, a dual branded show because it is it's becoming kind of one of their bigger shows. I would eliminate all all pay-per-views with a gimmick match as the name of it and keep it for a special occasion. And I think that would probably help both brands, to be honest with you, so that then then you can build to a story 
naturally with six competitors who are the number one contender and make it money in the bank. But that's me. Hank asks, how many pay-per-views do you expect from WWE annually? We had Chris Harrington on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we kind of talked about this, how uh, there were a lot of people online that seemed freaking out about how many pay-per-views this is going to give you, when in actuality, it may not be adding that many more as the network exclusives become these uh, pay-per-views. Uh, I we, we thought maybe anywhere between 15 and 17 pay-per-views plus your NXT ta- uh, TakeOver specials throughout the year. Sean, do you have uh, any varying opinion on that? As somebody who's going to be covering WWE uh, extensively, especially their pay-per-views, I kind of wish they would do fewer. But for the bottom bottom line of the website, I guess it's good. So I guess that makes me happy. This might wreck your marriage. (laughs) It might. It might, actually. Well, she's been pretty (laughs) supportive of the fact that I never have days off. Yeah, Rob, Rob refuses to go to that extent with his lady, so. Ain't no marriage coming in yet. <laughs> ain't no, no. Well, it's not, uh, there ain't no marriage to wreck right now, Sean just, and uh, Jeff here. I'm just say, saying the full disclosure has not occurred, I don't believe. Yeah, sure. Oscar asks, <laughs> what's more likely, Kevin Durant to the Knicks or an ROH wrestler being crowned IWGP champion? Ooh, um, well, it depends. It depends on their classification of what an ROH wrestler is. As you and I, Rob, we don't consider Michael Elgin, Elgin, I don't know how to pronounce his damn name. We don't consider him a Ring of Honor wrestler anymore. He's not. Uh, and, you know, he probably ain't winning that title anytime soon anyway. I didn't think but he was going to win the Intercontinental title, and he did. That's true. That's true. But they seem to love him over there, too, and he, he really fits. Right. So if that's the case, sure, that, that could happen. You never know. But... I think Durant has probably a better chance of going to the Knicks because... And they're both very low chances. Yeah. And I asked... Let me, go ahead, let me, go let, ahead. let me follow up on this question because mm-hmm. it brings up something I kind of stated today. What exactly is Ring of Honor getting out of this New Japan relationship if they can't have any guys in the G1? That's right. The G1 uh, card was released today. No Roderick Strong on it. I, I partially asked this question because I wanted to get into the Roderick Strong to WWE rumors. He finished up with Ring of Honor this past weekend. Uh, But that's true. Ring of Honor is basically the uh, NXT of New Japan in some ways, where it it all has to help WWE with NXT. In the Ring of Honor case, it all has has to help New Japan. But New Japan doesn't necessarily have to go all out to try and help Ring of Honor. And also Carmelo Anthony and Derrick Rose are garbage. That's what I was wondering. It's like, okay... Carmelo, Durant, and Rose. Who's passing the ball? Who's, 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 who's not going to be injured on any given night? Yeah, true. Well, he ain't going to the Knicks. But Roderick Strong to, uh, to, to <laughs> WWE. Is Roderick Strong, uh, I mean, it, it seems like WWE would be the next logical uh, conclusion, no? At least going into NXT. Better get him in that promo class. Yeah, if, if he's not going to New Japan for a G1, I don't think he's going at all unless... I, I still think TNA is probably more likely, but I, I I hope he gets into NXT. I just don't I don't think TNA is likely for really anyone new of any type of name value. But uh, they've surprised me before. There's just not a lot of money in there anymore. Not a lot yeah, of money anymore at all. It was said on uh, Observer Radio, I think, that they made the biggest offer to Moose that he's gotten. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that could be uh, that could be one side. Uh, that could be Moose's side trying to play hardball with WWE could or be. Ring of Honor. It could be TNA's side trying to make believe that they're competitive in being able to sign people. <laughs> well, I think I think you know. there's an issue in Moose's past that is uh, making the WWE a bit weird. Oh, there, weird. yeah, there is. I, there's definitely uh, something like that. The reason why he had to go to ROH first and not WWE directly. But we'll see. I, I think Roderick Strong is pretty likely to head up there in the next uh, couple of months. Uh, the year is half over, Sean. It, we're in. We're almost to July here in 2016. Unbelievably quick year because we've just had so much news in WWE. We've had the Roman Reigns suspension uh, recently. We had the brand extension, SmackDown going live. And earlier this year, let's not forget one of the bigger stories, New Japan's talent invasion. Shinsuke Nakamura coming in. We have AJ Styles coming in. The club coming in. What would you say so far, Sean, has been the top story in WWE this year? And am I forgetting anything? Roman Reigns' suspension, probably. I mean, at least from the response that I've seen and the... Basically, if you're you're basing it on traffic and interest, it's got to be the Roman Reigns thing. Um, The drafts, the the brand split's a big one because I don't know, I don't think anybody really saw that coming. It was a possibility, sure. It's always a possibility, but that was also a big one. But the Roman Reigns thing... Like, whoa, that, that, that's one that nobody saw coming. Uh, you know, people will say that they saw it coming because there's always those people, but they didn't really see that coming. Jeff, top story so far. I agree with him. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I think the brand extension is the biggest story. I, for, for the long-term effects, for how it affects not just uh, on-screen, but talent uh, coming into WWE, for how it affects the TV partnership with USA, I think Roman Reigns is the most surprising but this brand extension, I think, travels. And I have I, brand extension as number three after Roman, the New Japan raid, and, and then brand extension. There ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate on the floor. Top down, we're ready to go. To all the people across every nation. Turn it up and give me some more. We're back on Shake Thumb Ropes. Gabe Sapolsky joins the program again. J- Gabe Sapolsky of WWN Live, Evolve Wrestling. Follow him at Book It Gabe on Twitter. Evolve Wrestling returns July 16th to Queens, New York, featuring WWE Cruiserweight Classic, showcase matches, and more info at DGUSA.TV. Gabe, how are you today? Hey, thanks for having me on, and, and thanks for everyone out there listening. Um, I, I don't forget, you know, you mentioned July 16th in Queens, New York. That's actually, we're going to be running in the afternoon. Because WWE is at Madison Square Garden that night, so we're gonna we're at Boom, which is a cool club in Queens. You can come have some drinks and then head over to the MSG show, make it a doubleheader. July 17th, we have a huge show in Melrose, Massachusetts. Uh, the first time we're bringing the ball up to England, of course, we were up there with Dragon Gate USA, but it's been quite a few years, so we're very much looking forward to it the Massachusetts and Boston markets again with the ball outside of Baltimore, Maryland. We had a successful debut show uh, there the other month, and now now we're going back on August 19th with Cody Rhodes. It'll be Cody Rhodes' first independent wrestling match, his first post-WWE match, so that's going to be a huge deal. And then August 20th, we are in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, there's there's something called SummerSlam going on there <laughs> at that time, and, and a little NXT show that night. 
So for all the fans coming in and out of town, we are going to be running August 20th in Brooklyn in the afternoon. So you can make that a double header with NXT that night to check out some of the guys in the uh, Cruiserweight Classic, as well as Galloway, Cody Rhodes is there, Spiro, a bunch of other guys. So uh, it's going to be a huge show for us. So uh, we got a pretty busy summer ahead of us. Uh, now we're running every month, you know, before we were running about every eight to ten weeks. And uh, I'm very happy to say that we're, we're running monthly, and that's going to lead to big things as we get to the launch of the new WWNLive.com, which is going to be a huge deal for us. So that, that should happen at some point in July, so keep an eye out for that. Absolutely. We're about a year now into, uh, you know, the seeing the WWE and WWN Live relationship kind of develop and start. Has has this relationship given you everything you had hoped? I, are you are are you happy with uh, what you've done in the last year? A uh, very beneficial relationship for us. Uh, WWE has really gone out of their way and going above and beyond to to shine a spotlight on us, and is really putting a lot of spotlight from progress wrestling um, England and Revco and and us and and you know various other promotions and various wrestlers. I mean that's a big thing is uh, now these guys go back to their own independence and they have that exposure. So it's been an absolutely tremendous relationship for us. We have a... Very good. We have a we have a poll going up right now at Voices of Wrestling where uh, there's a lot of different people trying to piece together who the, uh, the greatest wrestlers in ROH history are. Um, kind of on the evolve vein, I wanted to ask you, uh, we're, we're a pretty good time into WWN live. I mean, are the 60th, uh, events are uh, coming up the, uh, in the sixties, who would you say so far has been maybe the Mount Rushmore of evolve wrestling? Who are those four guys that you can uh, claim as pillars of evolve wrestling? Well, first and foremost is, is Johnny Gargano. Um, so, I mean, we, we can call him again, I call and, uh, for, for good reason. I mean, I mean, he's, he's. He was there for the first show, and, and he's been a guy that we've really built this company on um, since day one. Um, after that, it's, it's really debatable. You could throw a lot of names out there. Um, Daniel Bryan, you know, Brian Danielson, although he only did a couple of matches involved, he's, he's the one that named the promotion. So that, that has to count for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go into history, Danny Dean Ambrose for what he, what he did in Evolve, but now what he's gone on to do since Evolve, and that makes him an important figure. You know, he's, he's the guy that kind of came from from Evolve and the other indies, and, and is really and on to become WWE champion. So he's got to be mentioned there. Ricochet, of course, um, long history with Ricochet. Um, and then Drew Galloway for what he did as Evolve champion. Um, and, and he was really part of, of the company when we kind of went to the next level. And uh, on that note, Timothy Thatcher for what he's doing as Evolve champion right now. And basically, since we did the relaunch of Evolve, um, back in uh, August of 2014, um, he was he was a building block since then, and and we've done nothing but grow with him as champion. So I know I'm missing some names because um you know you're just uh, throwing this at me. I I'd, I'd have to kind of think about it. You know, Chris Hero comes to mind as a guy who who's been a huge contributor to Evolve and and a former Evolve champion. Um, Drew Gulak, you know, he's you know, pivotal to the style that we're doing. So um, it's, it's hard to come down to a couple names, but I mean, Gino, Brian, Ambrose, Thatcher, that kind of gives a mix of everything right there. We're seeing Drew Gulak uh, here in the next couple of weeks on the WWE Network in the Cruiserweight Classic. Obviously, Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Johnny Gargano have been uh, riding the wave of the NXT Network uh, shows for the last year or so. Is there a guy that's currently in Evolve who hasn't gotten that exposure on the WWE side yet that you see big things from here in the future, if you could name like one or two guys? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't book him if I didn't think they had that kind of upside. Take sure. a look at anybody on our roster. I'm glad to see Tony Neese is now getting a huge opportunity. P.J. Perkins, um, as P.J. Perkins is getting a big opportunity. Um, as far as guys coming up, Tracy Williams um, is one half of our tag champs right now, and, and I, I think he's, he's just really getting to where fulfilling his potential, and, and, um, and I, I only see bigger and better things for him. Uh, Matt Riddle, of course, is, is going to be a huge star in this business and already is in, in such a short amount of time. I've never seen anyone this good as quickly as, as Riddle has become this good. And yet, a natural It's not something that can be developed, either have it or you don't. And, and he has it on a major level. So I'm huge on him. Ethan Page um, is becoming the company and and you know we've had him in for a little over a year now and i mean this guy's he's he's a guy that you put an angle on a promo and he'll execute it and not only that but then he'll, he'll follow through with a great match uh fred yehi is is another guy that hasn't even touched his potential yet but is, is a world of potential and you know i'm excited about some of the guys coming in darby allen who we've had in recently um that's a name to watch and, and marty scroll is is the next like huge I'm right on the cusp of that right now. So um hopefully I'm not forgetting anybody. But um those those are really the guys that, that you know we have right now and, and, and we're focused on. And um oh I, I have to mention too Peter Casa who uh, he's he missed part part of this year due to an injury and now he's torn over in Dragon Gate uh in Japan, which is a huge opportunity for him. As I, I've seen so many guys go to Japan Matt Seidel, Jack Evans, Roderick Strong, Austin Aries, Pac, who's Neville now, or Neville now um, in uh, WWE, um, and Ricochet, Rick Swan, Uha Nation, Apollo Crews, and everyone goes over to Japan and tours when they go to Dragon Gate, and, and they come back better. So it's magic when they go over there. So I can't wait to get Peter Casa back. And um, then you deal on, on kind of like a, a character side. you got Stokely Hathaway now, who's a big part of Evolve. And um, I look forward to a lot of good things with him. I mean, the guy's an excellent promo and a great character. You, so, you have a lot um, of talent, you know, Gabe. We, we, yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy. You know, the Bravado brothers seem tremendous when they get on the tag team front. And then you add in Cedric Alexander, who's, um, you know, who, who I, I think he's a DGUSA. He might not have officially did evolve. But um, now, now he's coming in. He's going to be a big part of things too. Although he already is in WWE, so or in the Cruiserweight Classic. So that, um, you know, that that doesn't answer your question as who the next guy is. <laughs> but ever, I'm I'm thrilled you, with our roster, and like I said, like I, it's good. you know, like we're, we're not going to book a guy unless he has that kind of potential. That's true. Do you ever find yourself? Uh, do you ever stop and think when you're in the middle of uh, a talking about the talent that you have that you're just? I, I sound like a proud papa. I sound like a proud guy who's just you know telling telling his neighbor all the accomplishments of my son or something like that. Do you ever get that vibe from yourself? Well, I don't like to say proud because proud means you're, you're taking credit for it. You know, that it has those connotations that you're taking credit for it. It's more that I feel very lucky and fortunate that I, I get to work with not just these very talented people, but, but guys who are hardworking and, and creative and, and good human beings, you know, yeah. um, and, and I just consider myself fortunate. You know, I'm a guy who, who when I was fired from ROH, I, I lost it. You know, I, I never thought I'd get to do this again. And, and I'm thankful for every day that, that I do get to do it. And then I'm surrounded by these creative, great people. And not only that, you know, that, that the fans are, are supporting us. Because obviously, with, without the fans supporting us, we don't exist. And, and I know what it's like to lose everything in mm -hmm. a heartbeat. 
And um, to be able to do this every day, I'm thankful. So I'd, I'd say more fortunate and thankful is, is how I feel when I run down our roster as opposed to proud. Sure. Gabe Sapolsky, WWN Live. Follow him at Book It Gabe. Book It Gabe, this is the final question. You mentioned ROH. Going into your past a little bit, you can only name four guys. The Mount Rushmore of ROH in your mind would be what? Um, I mean, it's hard for me to say because past my time there, uh, you know, I read the results and stuff, but I, I don't watch it. Uh, I see something here and there, but not enough to say who's who's carried the company since uh, I was fired. But before I was fired, you know, it's no doubt you go with Brian, Punk, Joe as uh, three. And then the last spot you could debate with uh, Homicide or the Briscoes uh, immediately come to mind. Um, oh, and myself. No, I'm going to put myself <laughs> on it. You should. So, you should put yourself. Why not? It, it, yeah, it, it, it'll, it'll be me, um, me be the biggest and, and best uh, uh, bust on Mount Rushmore. Yes. And then maybe Brian, a little smaller, and then Punk and Joe. So that, that's how I would do it. New podcast title, Egotistical. Egotistical. Gabe Sapolsky joins the show. Yeah. Yes. Now, uh, now I'll get some hate on Twitter for that. No, but, no, uh, you. I'll, I'll edit it out, Gabe. Don't worry. Uh, no, no, don't edit it. Uh, actually, <laughs> emphasize the word bigger. Like, right. you know, I'm, I'm the biggest face on, on Mount Rushmore. I'll make, it in, I'll make it in bold and everything. Evolve Wrestling returning July 16th and July 17th. More info, dgusa.tv. Gabe Sapolsky, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time today. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, everyone out there, for listening and all your support. Thank you to both Sean Ross Sapp and Gabe Sapolsky for joining this episode of Shake Them Ropes. Jeffrey, we're a little short on time, but we could probably get through it. We have Ric Flair and Sting from NWA Clash of the Champions here in our Top 100 match. Yeah, it's uh, the night that Jim Crockett Promotions shot one across the bow at the WWF. Oh, no, we're out of time. We'll see you next week. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.